Like Father, Like Children, Wednesday, October 19, 2022. You exist in the reign of your father, the devil. More so, you live only to mimic the desires of your father. He has been a murderer from the very start, and he failed to stand in the truth, mainly because there is no truth in him. Every time he speaks, he speaks falsehoods. It's who he is. He is a liar to the core. In fact, he is the progenitor of deceit. John 8.44 Okay, let's get this out of the way. Jesus was not a wallflower when he entered the human experience. He did not wither under heat. He did not walk away from a fight if one of his brothers or sisters was in danger. A good portion of this chapter shows the stern and even the severe side of Jesus, especially when he is challenging the religious elite of his day. He had and still has a soft spot in his heart for any person who is seeking truth, educated or uneducated. Note that most of Jesus' signs were performed for the benefit of of salt-of-the-earth type people. Jesus never had a severe word toward anyone who came to him seeking help or healing. By the same token, he had very little patience towards the professional prudes and self-appointed spokespeople for God. So why is it that Jesus was so harsh with this segment of society? Let's list the terms he used to describe this sector of humanity. In one verse, mind you. Number one, children of the devil. Number two, imitators of their father the devil. Number three, murderers by association with the devil. And number four, liars by association with the devil. There is much more conflict in this chapter. He does not pull any punches. Interestingly enough, midway through the chapter, you read that there were Jews who believed in him. It's amazing and even heartwarming to have individuals willing to take a stand for Jesus despite the risk. Sadly, by the end of the chapter, it seems many of them, if not all those who had believed in him, have now merged with those who later on tried to kill Jesus in the temple. Trying to kill Jesus? What's that all about? I have a sense that the reason Jesus was so harsh with this contingent was to prepare them for what was coming after his departure. The religious leaders were responsible for modeling love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Sadly, they modeled all the opposite, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, among others. Hypocrisy was their calling card. Jesus was quite clear when describing the sinister, sanctimonious public behavior compared to the sinister, private, and contrary lives they lived. Remember, they were trying to kill Jesus. He said it succinctly. Don't follow their examples, he said, for they don't practice what they preach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. Matthew 25, 3-5 We all run the risk of living a dichotomized religious experience. God does not want this for us. It is sinister. It is debilitating. It is deadly. You cannot be healed without sensing your need for healing. Jesus longs for all of us to be saved, but he cannot save those who have already saved themselves. We can lose our salvation if we are more interested in things and activities that fulfill our debased desires. But there is hope. Where sin exists, grace exists in abundance. Sadly, you can miss out on the gift of grace if you cannot sense your need for grace. When we consider grace unnecessary, we take our first step into our transformation into becoming like our mortal enemy. 
the devil. Self-righteousness is the spiritual snake oil the devil peddles to those who feign devotion. But life focused on all shades of grace and service to God and to others is the antidote. It is the life Jesus lived. Jesus' severe condemnation is a cry for us to repent and experience rebirth in Christ. There is no self-salvation, no heaven based on our good works. That sets us up on a steady march to oblivion. There is a better way, however. His name is Jesus. No other name but Jesus. No other way but Jesus. Yet his embrace stretches far beyond the limits of denominationalism and religion. He so loved the world. Amen. Abba, use me to spread the joy of the gospel with my life, with my gifts, with all my heart. In Jesus' name, amen.